I feel like a bird with a broken wing, damaged by all the bad I've seen. I want to fly away with you now and feel new things, but I get frustrated. I can't yet, so I let off steam. Sometimes I feel trapped up on a beam, high above a crowded scene, reluctant to move, for I fear I'll fall. I know I can't fly all the way yet, so I stall. I make up excuses to change the focus. I can't stand my condition, so I try not to let anyone notice. I hide it inside like there's nothing wrong, but sometimes the list can get really long. Please Please understand understand when it happens and just sit sit with with me me here. Sometimes I will need you to dry dry my my tears. tears. Stay by my side as I learn how to glide. Help Help me me one step at a time so we can finally fly. Help me one step at a time so we can finally fly. Hello, fellow human beings. How are you? This is your co-host, Alan Kuru, and you're listening to the Likuliku podcast. I hope you liked the poem that Devi Cherry picked for us to preface her bother of the week called Depression. Are you faking it? What did you feel hearing it? Personally, I felt a tremendous amount of loneliness coming from these spoken words. And IRL, in real life, our existence can indeed feel really lonely and unforgiving if we can't find a safe space to share how we truly feel on the inside. It gets even worse on so-called social platforms, with people opening up about their lack of well-being, often being bullied, criticized, and called all sorts of names such as attention seekers. But when we pause to take a better look between the bully and the victim, who's really the biggest attention seeker? This is what we discuss on this episode of the Likuliku podcast. Welcome to the Likuliku podcast. It ain't funny after all. It is the place where we discuss the deeper, less comfortable experience of being human. And we relate with one another to understand how to better live in a world that has stopped making sense. Hello and welcome once again to Reality Bites with Amy D in collaboration with the Liku Liku podcast. It's me, Amy Dangin, and as always, let's welcome our wonderful co-hosts, Alan Karu and Devi Kusardi. Hello, Alan. Hi, Devi. Hello. Hi, everyone. Good to be here, as always. Good to see you. Well, not see you, actually, <laughs> but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, if anyone's listening to us, if anyone's, I mean, we really, we are really, really thankful for those of you who are tuning into us or have been tuning into our show. It means a lot to us because um, it that's our fuel, right? Knowing that what we are doing here on the Liku Liku podcast um, is something that people find valuable and people find useful, hopefully. And we we do this podcast with uh, little, little sections, and one of them is called Bother of the Week. And I always like to do this, actually. Honestly, this is my personal preference. I like Bother of the Week because we get to be more expressive in a way and more honest also in in the issues that we want to bring about. And this week, uh, this episode, today, it's Devi's turn to share her bother of the week. And it has something to do um, with what I would say the buzzword of the pandemic. Like people are going through um, this condition, this, this, this health, mental health situation a lot. But there's also a lot of, um, I mean, along with the word being thrown around, um, being used a lot, there's also a lot of misconceptions about it. So the mic is yours, Devi. (laughs) Share with us what's your bother of the week. Right. Yeah. Gosh, it's been a while, huh? Finally, yeah. it's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn to. It express. does feel like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's my turn to have bother of the week. So, okay. So I, um, I read a, a post. It just came into my feed, right? Um, 
and it says it says um people don't fake depression they fake being okay okay so people don't fake depression they fake being okay remember that be kind so i agree with that i agree with that poster right it's it's wonderful and then it just took me to what i read last week on a post so actually not even last week just a, f- a few days ago um couple of days ago on mm. what what someone wrote on the post that also came into my feed i think i need to really uh stop being on facebook <laughs> i yeah. felt like i think a lot of know, us <laughs> yeah i felt like cuz i'm st- i'm back again on facebook and i was actually away Mm. for a while like when the when covid hits you know and it just feels so good like not having to be on social media but anyway i'm back on social media so a couple of days ago i saw uh someone posted on her uh what do you call that feed post mm on her feed post, on yeah. her timeline mm. okay so yeah it's a she so i'm not going to even be politically correct uh, about gender and about pronouns and what not because it's bother of the week Anyway, so she wrote um that uh well I'm not going to say it word for word but basically there is nothing worse than having uh someone right and someone famous like especially a social influencer or people who are out there in public in media talk about themselves and talk about their issues and talk about their problems and talk about their mental health Okay. She talking so about that, me? <laughs> I don't know, you know. I mean, yeah, and then so when I read that I'm like, okay, and she said there's nothing worse than being around, you know, uh a uh, uh, people like that or having having someone like that talking about their mental health. So I was like, how how, you know, how insensitive that is, you know? So that really irked me. And mm. then she went on to have another post um saying uh saying something like uh this one is like bilingual lah, but basically uh the the inti or the message is just people who are the gist of it is that people who talk about their mental health issue their issues their problem or their depression are basically three things one um they are weak okay mm. so they're not good enough you know like weak they're not strong enough or maybe she even uh, probably uh, insinuating that you don't have enough faith right mm. tidak kuat iman means it's like you're a weak person right not prayerful then, not prayerful yeah but also weak like mm. tidak you know you're not you're not strong enough as a mm. person okay how how do we even measure that i mean whatever and then the third the second one is that this kind of people are just trying to attract attention. Ugh. Yeah, so like attention seeking, right? Mm. So that's the second brand. And then the third brand, what was it she was saying? Oh, yeah, that that is basically just uh, overall toxic mm. to to have this kind of people. Negative. Yeah, it's negative and it's something that we should not encourage so talking oh. about our issues talking about our depression talking about our struggles uh you know basically should not be encouraged you know i think it irked me because it's just it lacks subtlety yes there is some truth probably right there could be some truth in what she's saying mm-hmm. but it's like come on just to say it like that so uh so ill informed you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, guys help me yeah, out it dude, sounds like, uh, like the, the visible verb of the week is going to turn into a group bother of the week group bother of the week <laughs> yeah, yeah right if, if it's Girl. your bother of the week it it's the bother of my life <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> nice one yeah i mean Yeah, because I mean, I can so relate to that. Just listening to you describe it, I'm inside. Yeah, like what Alan said. Like, yep, yep, uh huh. I get that because I get a lot of that um, in my life, in my experience. Um, yeah. 
I'm a, I, I hate the term social media influencer, but alas, that is the position that I have, that I am in, and that is my livelihood also now, right? But also I try to use the public platform that I have access to as a place to share about um, my struggles. Because if there's one yeah. thing that I realize for a very long time, even before I get 20,000 of our followers on Instagram and on Facebook, even before that, I feel like there is a lot of resistance in our society to acknowledge, um, much less to be honest about the less difficult experiences in life, like what we say in, this, in the description of this podcast. So there's not a lot of space to do that. There's not a lot of space to be honest about our experiences, what yeah. you can talk about in public must be all those sugar-coated stuff, rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and everything pretty. You must be <laughs> yes. strong. You must be happy. Yay. You yeah. know, like, so, and what I get, okay, so for example, the other day I heard from a friend who is friends with another friend who is also, I know it's complicated, but basically... Girl, being in KK, right? <laughs> right? Also, the world is a small place. Yeah. The, and, and, okay, so this person that, um, that talked about me, I would say behind my back, because it, to my face, this person is very nice. This mm. person is very nice. We talk like we have no qualms about the way we do, um, the way we interact. So mm. I was surprised when I heard that and hurt because what she said was, oh, no wonder she's always depressed because she's always talking about her depression. She's always so negative. That's why she's depressed. Mm. And that hurt my feelings. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> I have good intentions when I talk about it on public platform. And yeah, but I think what hurt more is when Debbie was explaining all that was the part where, where people say, with that person who commented, say, and I know a lot of people would agree with her, mm -hmm. that people who talk about their depression are people who seeks attention. They do it for the sake of seeking attention. Yeah. And for me, I heard that from someone very close to me, a partner, mm. a partner um, who who go into this uh, places of much um, accusing me. I would say of being an attention seeker whenever I have a, an outburst or whenever I have a meltdown. Mm. So it hurts. It hurts when people say that because who the hell wants to be depressed? And there are so many ways to seek attention and being depressed is definitely not one of them. I feel la. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. I mean, Alan, maybe help us out here to put things in perspective because... All I see is being misinterpreted for what, for my experience. I, I think um, what I see is people belittling my depression, belittling um, other people's sufferings, I feel. Yeah. What do you think? There's so much to go around here. I don't even know where to start, but I'll start with the person first who actually said that. I find that amusing in some way that... It, it feels like what they're trying to, to create is a world of positivity, right? If we don't talk about our mental health and we don't talk about our depression, we don't impose it on other people, then suddenly the world's going to be more rosy. Um, you know, there's going to be more butterflies and everybody's going to be happier, right? But what right. does that person do? they complain about the other person's complaint. How positive is that? <laughs> it's like I know, right? perpetuating the toxic cycle. I just want to take a pause here and just like, I'm going to make the world a better place by complaining about other people and things will be more positive after I've done that. <laughs> exactly. By complaining about other people who are complaining. <laughs> I might have a yeah. slight problem here trying to grasp the logic of it, but maybe it's because, you know, I have some deficiency in my brain, right? That I'm not able to see how by being negative, we create positivity, right? And then we can complain about people who are doing that. But <laughs> after having, I mean, this is JP Sears kind of 
thing that I'm doing here, right? I mean, if you guys saw the, the kind of connection with the sense of humor. But the, the other part is for me... Sarcasm. What, yeah, well, what kind of word are we creating, right? It's uh, frequently nowadays we just say uh, social media is a toxic place. Mm-hmm. It is not untrue, right? I'm not saying that's not true, but how much of it is actually caused by our own actions and what we actually put in? I, I used to run simulation models, right, as an engineer. And the, the teacher said, mm. you need to really curate what is the data that you put in. Because he said, garbage in, garbage out. Well, we actually create, you know, what we put in to create that is the experience that we get in return. So we, we are all responsible for whatever's happening on that platform. And sure, uh, I think the currency that's being used with the likes and whatever is not very well controlled in a way that maybe some things that don't deserve attention get a lot of likes and whatnot, but that is subjective, right? But I can't control all of the, the other algorithms and whatever, but I can control what I post. Yeah. And in that particular case, it's like, if you're complaining about politician in power, I'm like, okay, freedom of speech, you know, like that person has a power that we haven't. So we're exerting our right to be heard as a citizen who is governed by somebody who has more power, right? But kicking a person that's down. Yeah. Like you're already down and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go out of my way and kick you in the ribs. Mm. That is not cool for me. And yeah. this is bother of the week. So this is, I'm allowing myself to say things more raw and authentic and as I, as I really feel them, because otherwise I would just be trying to find, the, you know, the middle ground and whatever. But I really want uh, to, to call a cat a cat. There are some things mm-hmm. that are just not cool. And, and yeah. if, if people actually really knew the devastating impacts of mental health, they wouldn't do that. I've just recently attended um, a symposium on uh, suicide prevention, right? And some really interesting people were sharing their modalities and what is the state of the art in this day and age because things keep changing. And one person was very cautious saying that social media can be a positive change in the life of a teen or a young adult that is going through depression. But we have to be very, very careful because whoever's doing that and trying to kick a person in the ribs, they're actually just like telling them slowly, why don't you go ahead and do it? And kids in school have been caught doing that. There's a person who is very, very depressed and they probably have suicidal ideation and stuff like that. And kids would just say, yeah, why don't you go ahead and do it? Just kill yourself. In what world is that okay for us to let that happen? Like whoever is putting those comments out there, if that kid was yours, would you be okay with another kid or an adult saying that this is... You know, you're, you're weak, you know, grow up like, and what are the odds that the person will actually get better as a result of that? Yeah. 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 And I, and I hear, you know, I, I, then it brings me back. Right. And that's why it's, I'm, I'm totally bothered by it by today because then it brought me back, uh, events in the past where at school, that's what we were told, you know, um, a, a, a counselors, school counselors, and also uh, spiritual counselors. Uh, that's what they they tell you. That's the message. Um, feeling, feeling your emotion, having deep feeling, and connecting, and and showing uh, uh, whether it's sadness or anger, or basically showing too much emotion, mm. right? 
Uh, and when you're depressed, you do show, you know, you become very low. Or when you're anxi- you have anxiety, then you become sometimes too high, right? So mm. all that is not good. So basically, it's not something that you should do. It sh- should be, uh, how do you down. say? Yeah, it should not be um, uh, displayed, right? Yeah. Now, I understand the need for regulation. Yeah, people should be... Uh, uh, you know, be be allowed or given the time and space to then come into uh, a stable uh, 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 sense of place, you know, mm. a, a safe sense of place that they don't uh, show emotions anymore. But like to straight away say that, yeah, you're just attention seeking, you know, you are you are weak, you're not strong enough, you can be better, you know, that kind of advice. It's yeah, toxic positivity. Mm. Again, you know, over and over again. That's the message that we're hearing since we were young until now. Yeah. We have been brainwashed to think that feeling anything other than happy, uh, positive, strong are bad. We shouldn't be. So the moment we show any signs of that, display any uh parts of that kind of emotions we were told to just oh you got to pray more you know those feelings will go away you have to hang out with the right kind of people i mean it's you have to do more yeah. do more cuz then you are lazy you're not doing enough and that's why all these things enough. are these things are uh coming into your life mm. you know yeah and and i understand so. what alan was trying to say you know, like the part where we, where we might be perpetuating this toxic cycle of complaining about the complaint uh, forever, so that it 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 becomes this wheel of just yes. unproductive way of being. Um, but also, I feel like because I went through depression and I still do have my depressive episodes. Yeah. And the thing is, you ha- already have to go through so much. You already have to do, you already have to struggle so much. You already have to do a lot of work to appear okay. So that these things, these um, less than pleasant emotions don't show up on the front. And because you don't want to be judged, right? Yeah. So you're already having to do so much. And... And yet, society expects you when they say stuff like that on social media. Mm. And and like Devi said, it's not like we have a choice. I feel like nowadays, and I think I mentioned this before, not being on social media is a luxurious choice. It's like we have to be on there to make a living nowadays, to yeah. stay connected, to say, uh, to socialize with other people. And what I was trying to get to is that we already have to do so much to control, to keep the emotions under control, to keep the depression under control. And then you have these people telling, saying to you stuff like, this person is weak, this person is just seeking its attention. They're already dismissing what you're actually feeling on the inside. Mm. And you still have to understand that maybe you still have to do some more work. You got to... Does that make sense? Yeah. You still have to do, you still have to go the extra mile of understanding that, oh, this person is being like this because they are also depressed. They're not <laughs> exactly. seeing it. So yeah. it's frustrating. What I'm saying is it's frustrating that, yeah, I know I'm complaining about the complaint, about the complainant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, how do we yeah. then, is there a way that we can, Still acknowledge, but not repeat this toxic cycle. Well, I hope that that person who wrote that um, post, right, uh, complaining about this other person who's talking about their mental health issues, or social influencers should not be talking about their mental health issues. I hope if you're if you're listening, if this person is listening, then you know next time, why don't you post about your how you feel, not about like that person. You know, but what are you going through in your daily lives that another person's um, uh, sharing 
So, because yeah. I don't think I don't think the other person is even complaining about anything, except that that person is only sharing about um, their own issue, right? About his mm. or her or their own issues. So they're not saying anything bad about you, about you know other people. They're just sharing how they feel. So why not you instead of posting something like you know to attack another person who's sharing their intimate, most uh, heartfelt feelings, you know, their difficulties, why don't you also share your own struggles? Because I'm sure everybody is struggling right now. It's just that, yeah, there's everybody's in fear mm. to, to show. Well, I, know, I mean, the, the other thing that I would say is that it's not like this was a compulsory meeting at the town hall and everybody was, had to actually attend. Social media is a thing that you can easily swi swipe. You can you can actually tell Facebook that you want less stuff like this. Mm -hmm. There are so yeah. many ways that we can actually curate our experience of what it is that we that we see online. So, right. so why put the extra effort? Like for me, there's an underlying pain message there mm -hmm. that that the person is not revealing. So there's there's like a little bit of a lack of honesty about what's going on. Yeah, maybe she needed to be seen, right? Or heard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what's stopping other person. people to say that this is an attention-seeking message? I felt it was attention-seeking. It was passive-aggressive and, and passive-aggressive on social e media. It's like attention-seeking for me, you know? Yeah. I, I usually wouldn't to... bother to actually think about these things. And, you know, that's not something that I would bring up uh, as a bother of the week. Well, who mm. knows? Maybe I could. But what's bothering me here is that people's lives are at stake here. This is not just some random comment, right? Because you never know what the person's going through, mm. right? And um, it, it just really reminds me, we, we will pivot to the other side of it because that doesn't mean that there's no, there's absolutely no truth and no subtlety to bring back here. But, but before we do that, I just want to uh, talk about this, you know, the, the, the Kevin Hines, who is the uh, suicide uh, survivor. He's one of the only ones who actually survived from uh, jumping off the, uh, what's the name of the bridge? Golden, Golden Gate, Gates. right? Yeah. Pretty high, yeah. uh, very, very low rate of uh, survival. Mm. All the way from the moment that he woke up and decided that he was going to do it, because it takes a while, right? That, that the process, you need, you need to actually have the, uh, the idea, you need to have the, the planning, and then you have to have the means. The plan. So you, you need to mm -hmm. do all of this. And that day when he was doing that, in his mind the whole time, all he wanted is that one person would stop and ask how he feels, and then he wouldn't do it. The whole day. Mm. Right? He was out in school, wow. didn't get any attention. Went out to the counselor and canceled all his classes, right? Because this is in a pre this is in the pre-trauma informed era. Now, if you go to, to, to the school and suddenly you drop all your classes, somebody would go, ooh, ooh, I'm not liking what I'm seeing, right? There would be a red flag, not back then. And then he went into, into the bus mm. and all the way to the terminal of the bus. And then he, he was actually uh, uh, crying his eyeballs out. And then somebody actually piped up but you know what they did? It's like, huh, what's wrong with that kid? Mm. Ah, How unkind. What the hell? Then he was on the bridge. He was on the, like, a person who's going through major stress, you can kind of see it on their face, right? Especially if they're tearing up and whatever. And, and he actually goes to the bridge to the spot that he actually knew he was going to jump from. And a woman rocks by and he's thinking, finally, somebody's going to ask me. She just didn't pay attention to how he looked like or whatever. She wanted him to take a photo of her on the bridge. <laughs> he took the photo. Then she, she said goodbye. She walked back and then he jumped. Yeah. 
how insensitive as a population can we become? Mm. That we do not see distress in other people and we erect a barrier that is so big that we don't even want to have anything to do with somebody who's, who's struggling. Sorry. I don't want to say that we're responsible for all of it. It's not like we have blood on our hands, but maybe we do. We can't just complain that it's a it's a government issue, that it's a that it's a you know the education system, that it's this, that it's that. It doesn't work that way. We we are society, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's why we need to talk about this because it happens. It's still happening as we speak here. So lives are at stakes. And I feel that Sabah is still in the pre-trauma-informed era. What happened back then to Kevin Hines in US is exactly how it is now. Yeah. Plus, on top of that, you know, I've, I've heard st many stories, reports of people being bullied by their, their counselor. You're faking it. This is not real. You can bullshit other people, but you can't with me. I have a degree. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> mm. Or they push toxic positivity to you. You gotta think positive. You gotta think positive. You gotta, like what Devi mentioned, not spiritual leaders. I wouldn't call them spiritual. I would call them religious um, counselors who, who, who makes you think that getting or being prayed over for the Satan of depression to come out of your body will help you solve your problem. <laughs> I've yeah. been through that, right? Right. So, and, and it's important that we talk about this because like you said, Alan, people are, people don't even know how to react to seeing other people cry anymore. I mean, if a child sees another person crying, their immediate reaction would be to go and console that person. Oh, yeah. like, it's okay, don't cry. But we lost that. And I, I know this because I'm very expressive also with my crying. Like I've and I've learned to just embrace that. I the, the good thing about um going to therapy is having a lot of my perceptions about these difficult emotions changed. The way I treat myself whenever I go into those kind of low moments. I'm not as mean to myself anymore. So I let it, I express it. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that I don't need or I don't want, I don't yearn for someone to come and offer me a hug, to come and see and, and say, hey, I see you. I know you're struggling. If you need to let it out, just let it out. I'm here in the meantime, just to keep you safe. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't want that, but I realize that we are moving further and further away from compassion. That is why we need to talk about this. That is why. Um, so thank you, Devi, for being bothered <laughs> by that person's comment. And now we have yeah. a, a very useful topic to um, talk about. Yeah. So, yeah. Do we have recommendations about how do we deal with, with, um, people who come to us or come out sharing their depression? Well, I think the first thing is to realize where we're at. And, and I think what the message is saying, what, what Devi was observing, and the, the picture that maybe I painted and you painted as well, uh, Amy, is we have a chronic uh, crisis of complete lack of empathy. Like mm. the, the very thing that, that makes us not being robots and not replaceable by artificial Machines. intelligence <laughs> yeah. is empathy. And we're slowly and happily getting rid of that in the way that we show up in society. I think there's a, like everybody, right? Even the people who are complaining about other people's mental health and whatever, I think if they saw the society that would be in 20 years when empathy has con continues to disappear at the, at the level that it does, mm. I don't think they would like to live in that society. Obviously, this, mm. this episode or maybe this podcast is not meant for the people who are judging other people like that. 
we're not even here to to entertain them and just it's not about mm-hmm. that right, right. Uh, we're not here to to try and please no, people and no 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 let's be clear about that we're here for the people who are actually right. suffering right yeah. right so that bias you know we say it is there um but now we need to move forward and we need to recreate that that sense for empathy and and we need to talk about it in a way that people realize how important it is it is not optional for our life because children who don't uh, witness and receive empathy when they when they they're growing up they have all sorts of terrible conditions like some of them won't even uh, uh, grow up there's a condition called failure to thrive that happens very early on. The infants just won't even absorb the nutrition. Mm. Because this is how important what we call love, right? It's not just a cocktail of neurotransmitters and whatever. It's more than that. But but it is also that. It is something that we need to live. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And realize that everybody has experience. Uh, trauma. I think it's it's good to always remind people or remind each other that that to have that awareness. You know, ever since we were children. So yeah. a lot of the things were shaped when we were growing up, when we were children. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd like to believe that things are changing. I think one solution is reveal your experience. Everyone, even the complainer. (laughs) Yes, because what the complainer is not saying is why they're complaining in the first place. Like, for example, with me, one of the emotions that's harder for me to handle is anger when it comes from somebody else. That's my stuff. Mm. If I cannot tolerate anger, it says more about me than it says about the person. It says about my past. Right, but I'm aware of that, so I can try and titrate and try to distill that anger, and and tell to the person that's being angry that I don't really handle it so well, maybe. Mm. Because if I was actually so great at regulating myself, right, I would have loads of emotional space to be able to 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 give uh, emotional. Uh, how do you say? Uh, CPR to a person who's suffering but if that person's complaining instead of that when they see somebody who's who's suffering that means it's it says more about them than it says about the other person mm. yeah like the yeah. commenter on your post on this post that you saw Debbie this comment that you saw I mean if she she really wasn't looking for attention she would have just skipped or unfollowed that social media influencer yeah yeah. Saves everybody the heartache. But instead, she went um, all the way to, I think Alan uh, described, used this metaphor, like a sniper, you know, yeah. going into the bush and just like, okay, how do I word this in a way <laughs> that um, she yeah. will not know that I'm talking about her, but I'm talking about her, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it, and that takes work that takes planning oh yeah. yeah that takes time too right i'm sure she, she she spent a good you know five minutes on there right and before that scrolling to see to see uh those things the, mm. the things that she didn't want to see <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of i feel that there's a lot of um people feeling lonely actually i mean otherwise this person wouldn't be <laughs> A sniper, Tension right? Hiding, seeking, maybe. Yeah. Emotional sniper. <laughs> Emotional sniper, and yeah, being passive aggressive is really people feeling they are unseen and unheard. So, uh, I think especially with uh, since since COVID hits, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of that. So the 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 thing is like to just get the 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 how do you say it? the message out there all the time loud and clear it's like hey everybody is suffering be mm. kind depression anxiety that's a common thing right now right that's common everybody has that yeah 
I'm guessing this person that you saw the comment on is not, it is, is a Sabahan. And, you know, things get yes. here. <laughs> we, we get there late, later. <laughs> I mean, if you were to say that in, in a Western world, in a Western, um, in a more progressive society, in a more progressive setup, then I don't think you would say that because more people would be, um, uh, would be aware of the kind of language that we use around mental health conditions now. Hmm. Right? Some. I don't, yeah, I think it still happens because people build silos. And what, yeah. what they do is that they congregate and you, you will have people who are following one another because they hate the same kind of stuff. Instead of, of congregating with people who love the same kind of thing, who are just like trying to do something positive... They, they will show up in, in a negative way. It's very sad, yeah. but it's, it's it, unfortunately that, that's the truth. And what, what we've lost here is subtlety. Mm. And maybe that's, that's one place that we can pivot to as well. It's like, I am not saying that living in a space where everybody is a little bit depressed and anxious and angry is a beautiful space to live in. Mm. And like, no. <laughs> for example, if you have people, you're, you're actually somebody who has to be caring for a very depressed person. And I'm talking the really chronic, deep, heavy kind of depression that is really hard to bear for a long period of time. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I, I want to honor the, the, the fact that, you know, the people who have to do this on a daily basis, it's. It's a lot of work. Just being there. Sometimes you don't have to do anything, but just listening to a person who, 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 you know, after five minutes, their mood hasn't changed. They don't feel any lighter. They're just like heavy all the time. Yeah. This is hard. Yeah, yeah. The kind of depression that um, whatever things you say with the intention to console them or comfort them or encourage them. Mm then they will always come back with something even more depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you meant, Alan? Yeah, yeah it's work. It's, it's, it's just work. They, they have this um, this cycle that, you know, I think we spoke about that before. It's just when you try, you, you try to solve one area, another part mm. will come back to recreate it because the negative beliefs will continue. So you have behaviors and patterns and then you have negative uh, beliefs then if you kind of mm. find a way around one, the other one, like, for example, you, you show them that actually their negative belief is not entirely true. You're saying that you're a worthless person, but actually you, you still have friends who care about you, right? And they, will, they might believe it for a second, and then the behaviors mm. will actually reinforce and recreate that negative belief so it doesn't get changed. And that's very hard for, for people to live through when you're living alongside them, right? And depression is just one, but there's so many different mental health conditions that, that people are, are living with nowadays, right? And it, it could even be a cycle. You could have somebody who's just unpredictable. One day they're, they're happy and then the next they're just angry at a moment's notice. And, you know, that, that can be very challenging. I'm not saying it's not. But that doesn't mean we get to, to, to kick people when they're going through hardships. And that's why, mm. that's why sometimes getting professional help is the way to go. Mm. You know, I, I wanted to make a podcast about like, can I just heal by myself? You know, can I do, do I always have to go seek professional attention and whatnot? You don't have to. I mean, I 100% believe, uh, I think we all do. In the yeah, natural healing properties of being a human, you know, like you, you just get out of the way and the cut that you made on your on your finger, you just wait a few days and then it will just repair itself. But sometimes it's impossible because the the scar just wouldn't go away and it just keeps repeating itself and you get stuck in a cycle. That's when you actually need to do that. And when the people who are in the circle are also part of what's causing the person to not feel the way that they should, then we need yeah. to have an extraction, right? Like to have an external setting in which those things are not there. Yeah. You need to clean the wound, right? You can't just let it fester. Yeah. Exactly. 
with all the bacteria around. Talking about uh, attention-seeking, right? Mm. Um, it's, yeah, I hear you, whoever was saying that comment. You know, I have been with people who are attention-seeking, but is that always a, a bad thing? It's sometimes the emotion that we dislike is the only way that people know how to communicate with other people. You, you will, like, for example, if you're caregiving for an older, an elderly person who has mm. had some uh, conditions, sometimes right. it's just hell to live with them. If you've, if you've accompanied one of your elders through the last steps of their life, sometimes it's not ideal and your, your memories of them are just not really the best, right? But we have to acknowledge that that's the condition. It's not them, mm. right? And and sometimes you have people who they they because of their condition, the only way that they know how to communicate with people is through anger and complaints. Mm. That's tough. Yeah. And the other story that that we have that you you know, yeah. Devi, is like one time we we actually met somebody. He, the only thing that he he knew how to to connect with people is by saying that he had a chronic disease. And basically when, when things were getting too much in the circle of friend, then he would just point that, that condition out. Mm. It's really hard for people around. It's just like, you can't keep using that. Ah, using the depression card, using the mental health card. That is attention seeking in a way, but attention seeking is also a mechanism of survival. We can't just paint, and paint it black or, or white. What we need to do, the people who have the right to speak to that is the people who are going to be there to facilitate the process. As in, yeah. for example, and in a professional setting, you know, people sometimes have this uh, preconception, misconception that therapy will coaching or whatever is going to be one way. It's going to be always smiling, it's positive psychology, <laughs> or it's going to be trauma focused and it's going to be bad all the time. I love mm -hmm. with my clients, even though even though they have trauma and, and, and other people who came thinking that it was all going to be laughing, they, they tear up and they it's part of the process. I, I don't want to deny anyone any part of the cycle. Yeah. That's how it is. But but you sometimes you have to give a person a kick, a kick in the in the bottoms because depression for example uh the severe ones the the worst stages are the rumination that's when the people can't there's nothing ever positive and talking mm. to them is just talking to a, a prison wall nothing can ever get out of that so you kind of have to take them and physically move them into something so that they can get the benefit of something that they wouldn't otherwise want to do. Mm. But you only get to do that once you've proven that you're here for the long haul and you actually speaking out of their interest, not because you're just sniping them from the corner of the window passing by in the street and then just doing a hit and run. That yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, I totally believe in that. That brings us to the topic of the... Um, the episode, right? People trying to change you. It's like, yeah, mm. you can tell somebody and give advice to somebody, sure. But are you going to be there? So it doesn't matter if you're, a, you know, a positive, you're trying to share your positive messages, go ahead. But don't just share your, drop your positive messages and then, and then not going to be there for that person, mm. right? So if you don't, if you are not going to be there for that person, just don't say anything, Okay. <laughs> Mm. You know, just don't pretend that yeah, you're Steve trying to help. was saying, just walk on by. <laughs> yeah, just walk on by. Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I would recommend um, this commenter or everyone actually to watch this um, animation movie called Inside Out. Mm. I don't know if you've watched it. It's, um, no. it's a fascinating movie where the characters... Characters are made uh, made up of the emotions in this girl's body. So the entire episode was about joy, dealing with sadness, disgust, fear, mm. and was it anger? So right. they were all always having conversations with each other. I mean, it's an animated movie, but it was it was there that uh, after watching that movie that my kids learned to identify feelings, and the message in that movie is clear. 
every emotion has its own role, has its own importance. Because we naturally would blame sadness for everything when in fact, none of the emotions could function as well if sadness was not a part of that team right. of, of bodies, of emotions. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that can nicely conclude our uh, episode today. Yeah. Bother of the week, depression. Are you faking it? I'm kidding. I mean, we'll decide on the title later, but I think we had a good conversation about, um, and I think we drove the message home nicely, which is to don't judge emotions. I mean, see how you can be helpful. If you don't, at least, if you have nothing nice to say towards someone's struggles and suffering, at least don't shoot them down even more. Don't shoot them down further, I think. Yeah, first, do no harm. Right. And then second one, heal yourself. Yes. Please do. Very important. Think about your own healing. So that's self-love. That's self-love. It's self-heal. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. Thank you, Alan and Devi, for sharing your insights. Yeah, thank you guys for allowing me the bother of the week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, can't wait till the next bother of the week. I think it's going to be Alan's Bother of the Week next. Really? Yep. I think, because you haven't done one in a long time. Because I think the previous yeah. Bother of the Week was mine. Could well be. But we'll discuss, we'll decide on that later. <laughs> yeah. For those listening out there, thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully you gained something useful, some insights um, from our conversation today. Um, if you haven't done so, do follow us. Uh, because that shows your support and that means the world to us. If you go on and like our Facebook page, Liku Liku Center for Creative Therapy Kota Kinabalu, and our Instagram account, Liku Liku Creative. Yes, please like us because we weren't very liked when we were children, so that helps. <laughs> yes, Now's guys. the time. <laughs> it's an important yeah. matter of unmet childhood needs. Um, yeah, and this podcast is also available on Spotify, Anchor, as well as Apple Podcasts. Till the next episode, Liku, Liku, Liku. out. out. Wow, Alan was pausing so much. Yeah. Alan Kuru out. <laughs>